Welcome to Dear Me, the podcast where your journey to personal greatness begins. I'm Watani Griffith and together we'll navigate the path of self-discovery and growth. Our mission is to equip you with tools, insights and inspiration to unlock your full potential. But that's not all. Dear Me offers engaging episodes where we dig deep into our mental well-being, financial empowerment, and nurturing meaningful relationships. So, whether you're tuning in during your commute or while savoring a quiet moment, join us as we embark on our transformative journey together. Every episode is a step closer to realizing your potential. Thank you for making Dear Me part of your self-discovery adventure. Let's embark on this inspiring voyage together. I'm your host, Watani Griffith, and this is Dear Me. Let's dive in. You know, people think focus means saying yes to the thing that you got to focus on. But um, <laughs> actually, that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the a hundred other good ideas that are there. Innovation is saying no to a thousand other things. That's a quote by um, Steve Jobs. Now as you get to this, it's been a really long time. For those who previously were consistent consumers of uh, our content, and I took a quite a long hiatus. <laughs> it feels good to be back. It feels good to be home. And I wanted to begin this with a rendition from episodes that I did back in 2021. This was an original blog that I wrote on January of um, 2021. And I'll be doing several. I think I'll be doing quite like two in a week. Yeah, um, I just want to oil all the gears and make sure everything is working out quite fine. So, welcome back. And we begin from back in time. Back in 2021. <laughs> it's 2023. So, imagine how many blogs we love to go through in terms of reminiscing everything, how it was, and how things have changed. Looking into the lens of the younger me back then. And we begin this with um, getting to know how to navigate through a not-to-do list. Not a to-do list, a not-to-do list. We're all familiar with um, creating a to-do list to increase our productivity. Another the lists which can jumpstart our productivity has to be the not-to-do list. Things we shouldn't do. A not-to-do list is a handy tool to help you stay more focused on the important things in your life and in your career. That's what I believe. By being cautious of what to avoid, it will automatically channel your energy into things that we want to do or we need to do. Doing both hand in hand maximizes our performance, having a to-do list and a not-to-do list. But when you focus on the not-to-do list, I don't want to do this and this and this. It clears the pathway more it makes everything feel good. 
and sharp and focused you have a clear vision of where you're going you can focus on that one thing and then focus on another and then focus on another rather than just having so many things to do but you don't know what not to do so that is what i was trying to do back then and i have been incorporating it through and through and trying to get it in my mind for quite some time even before the year is actually over and when it was actually not over back then in um the previous year 2020 it was just as covid was still sweeping through and everything <laughs> and frankly wow time does fly i had different reasons back then one was i had that um i had grown tired of some things i was subconsciously doing and i was craving for something better in life but the other bit that i felt um was that i had been let down by the events that overshadowed the whole year in general and being a loyal crusader to anger back then i just wanted that i still do have anger even though it's not unmanaged it's checked <laughs> yeah so that desire to have a not to do list spurred me to find a way or that desire to want out spurred me in a way not to let this happen whether it will be out within my control or not i kind of had a i don't know what i'll call it a moment where a similar thing happens last month or um that is june this year i i was not in control of the things i was doing and they ended up just spinning out of control repetition there and i had to take a break i had to take a whole mental health break for a whole month yeah that happens so the thought of having a not to do list seemed reasonable enough simply put this is a list of tasks you do not want to do no matter what you never want to do these things again or you never want to dare to do them Now I know we all have those red flags and everything. Back then I don't know if red flags were it wasn't a thing. <laughs> red flags only became a thing recently or it became more popular recently. So a very well thought out not to do list helps you maintain better focus. It helps you. And not only that, but it helps you perform tasks that you create a greater sense of value or A well thought out not to do list should help you maintain better focus and only perform tasks that create the greatest value as well as be more realistic that you are focused on the most important tasks at least 80% of the time. You remember that 80/20 rule? I don't remember what it said. I was still young back then. And let's just say I don't focus on it. I just go with the flow. The 80/20 rule. I still don't remember it, but if there's a fan of um that formula out there and it works for you, I'm happy. I'm happy for you that it works and it's wonderful. So, we have had the notion that being busy um that by being busy we are productive. That's why I I don't like that word or when I I I hate when I use that word in terms of when I tell people, "Oh, I was busy." No, I wasn't busy. I was occupied. I was occupied doing something. Whether it was something that is productive or not that's so that's the thing we have the notion that being by being busy we are being effective 
And that is not the case. Because most of our life is cluttered with chaos and drainers that get us nowhere and eventually stop us from being effective. Actually, research has shown that we spend 80% on things that are not effective while 20% is spent on things that we are actually passionate about and yield results. Remember that 80-20 rule I just said? That's the one. That's the one right there. So instead of doing the typical New Year's resolution that people do, I decided to give it a different approach, which meant I had to convince myself it was necessary at first. And this is what I found out. And this comes at a very important time when I'm about to celebrate one of the greatest hallmarks in my life, turning 25 in about a month or so. Like two months, August, September, so it's in October. And it feels really well to just look back and see how much I have grown. And this, this, let me tell you guys, it doesn't get any better than this, actually. Because you get to learn about how much you've developed or where um, I might have gone well and lost sight of that. This is the time to fast track through all that, you know. <laughs> yeah, so let's get back. Why do you and I need a not-to-do list? My traditional go-to-do list had quickly become overloaded. It still does get overloaded, especially because I had, and I still have, a problem of saying no or delegating and outsourcing tasks. Nowadays, it's the, it's the last two. This can also happen if you are poor at task management and can't distinguish very well between urgent or important, low or high impact tasks. These, those two categories do matter. And I do find in real sense that I struggle with these two from time to time, mostly because I'm probably multitasking several things that um, require high attention and require lots of processing, lots of management and thought put into them. And I find myself most of the times being out of balance. It's like I have too much on my plate, but I need to still have that on my plate. I don't know if that makes sense. And this is where a not to do list comes in. As well as this, some people are very prone to distractions and bad habits. You know them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, those who like just to, or they have this tendency of being distracted by social media, probably. That's the most obvious one lately. The enemy of productivity because you still, there's that dopamine um, rush you get from just binging on something over and over and over and your brain gets used to that cycle you know i was talking i was talking to a friend that they were telling me how balancing all that sometimes wanes out and you get to lose touch of what you were doing and you get to be furious at yourself and it feels bad because at the end of the day the day is gone you won't recover it and you're left burnt out and frustrated. One, because you're tired. Two, because you haven't achieved what you wanted to. Okay? So the general idea is this. That stands out of a not-to-do list is this. It is not having to struggle with self-discipline. 
It should help you to eliminate low-value tasks and bad habits from your life so that you do not have to weigh the pros and cons, be in a dilemma of whether or not you should make an exemption, feeling guilty or saying no, and so on and so forth, you know. It should help you free yourself from all that. Freeing yourself from all that. That's what a not do. It gets all the bullshit out of the way, chat. You're simply saying no because you aren't allowed, you, you are not allowed to do things that are on your not to do list. And as we break it down further, we go to number two. Like, how? We have seen on why you need that. Let's look at which tasks are this we have seen why now which tasks need to be put in that bucket because <laughs> a lot of stuff needs to be put there a lot of junk needs to be put there because you're doing like a sort of a spring cleaning for your mind you're breaking down every fr you're, you're creating a framework on how you want to operate and to have everything running so the things on your not do to do list are usually all the things that you know and feel deep down you shouldn't be spending time on but somehow you're enabled to stop doing it and not to do lists can help you systematically take care of those things of tasks once and for all the following tasks and things should be on your not to do list one is your weak spots on the things you want to say no to but somehow you can't you know that particular thing that you always do maybe for yourself once in a while you want to stop but you don't know how probably it's because you leave some things maybe your laundry not sorted you leave maybe it's a report you're supposed to submit somewhere maybe to yourself and you haven't compiled it and you say oh yeah we'll do it tomorrow no. that kind of a thing the second thing that you need to consider to put there is everything that is considered a distraction from staying productive everything that is considered to be a distraction from staying productive needs to go in there all the tasks that somehow regularly find you but that you can delete delegate or outsource if someone else can do it in like less than five minutes or something let them do it tell them find a way of incentivizing it for them let them help you out in terms of doing it or if you know there's someone who can do it better than you let them do it the fourth one is other people's responsibilities you don't need to be a superhero for everyone superman doesn't save everyone in this case and you need to come to a realization of that the fifth task you need to consider is tasks that have a low impact on your value production that is like um small projects that are always in the way of bigger ones you know it's like trying to buff your shoe well you know you're going to walk down a dusty road find a shoe that is well well suited for a dusty road or for the dusty area that you're normally in other than you just keep polishing the shoe buffing it and eventually you know by the time you get to work it's going to be dusty and you'll need to do it again find a way of working around it because by the time you spend in polishing it here and there might get you late you might get caught in traffic you never know but saving yourself that time that framework of um or that tiny frame of your attention or 
using that time elsewhere will be much, much, much better. The sixth one is all the tasks that drain. We all have those, you know. There's something that you do and eventually you're like, why? Why do I always have to keep this? You know, why do I always have to keep a conversation with this person if I end up feeling, I normally call it a teabag effect. You end up living there worse than you came in. You end up living with less than you came in. I call it the teabag effect. It just drains you. It, it sucks everything off you. All the good vibes you had, all the energy you had, it just it goes down. The eighth thing you need to kick out of that, um, the seventh really, is bad habits you want to eliminate. Yep, we all have them. We all have them. We have all said that today, that, that, that phrase <laughs> to a friend, to yourself, or even when you're just texting, you know, or even posting on social media. I'm battling my demons. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I'm talking about. All the bad habits you want to eliminate, they all fall into that, you know. You need to specifically and clearly spot them out, write them down, and tell them it's time to go. You know, you're fired, get up. You know, that's how you need to do it to them. The eighth task you need to consider is stuff that simply doesn't need to be done. Examine your life. There are some problems that just need to sort themselves out. You don't need to sort them, you know? And you need to get that checked within yourself. You need to get that looked into really and examine and say, am I in a position to do this? Do I have the intellectual capacity to do this? Do I have the patience to do this? Is there any productive or um? Anything that's going to be worthwhile, that's going to come out of this. And if there's none, walk past it. Walk past it. If that boat is not going to float, no matter how many times you try to fix it, how many times you try to rock, just swim. Swim out of that boat. Swim. Go. Like, you're facing too much in 2023 to be, to be, to be agonizing over things that can't be saved. If that boat is sinking and you know it can't be saved, out. The ninth and the last one is things that are out of control. Now, this is similar to the last bit. When something is... Learn to let go. That's what I've learned. The wind blows where it wills. And sometimes we have... I have that ego where I feel like because I am in charge of running my brands, I am an entrepreneur, I am um, a creative designer, there's a way things can go in my life. You know, I have come to a realization that real life doesn't have an undo button. As a designer, when you're just doing whatever projects I'm working on, and I make a little mess somewhere on the laptop, I can just click undo and redo it. But in life, in life when shit goes south, it goes south. You can salvage it in a way, but you won't be able to control most of the times we have to come to peace with that i have learned to come i'm still learning to come to peace with that and i believe you need to do the same too to learn how to let go when things are out of control learn on how to control the damage start seeing 
and putting measures on how to control it. And this is one of the ways. Because if you're focusing on the high priority tasks, the low ones, and especially if the damage won't be a lot, it's okay. Yeah. Just because you are really productive at work doesn't obviously mean you need to cut off your friends. It doesn't mean that. Whether they'll say you've been standoffish, whether they'll say they may not understand the priority of what you're doing and where it's leading you. I'm just using that as, a, as an example, by the way. I'm not saying you cut off your friends or anything. But if you find that the time you used to spend with them is becoming less and less because of what you're doing is demanding and you can see something positive and productive out of it, then you can't control. There is no way you're going to drop something that's productive just to focus on some on an activity or an engagement that is yielding something lower than what you're getting. As promising as you might want it to be or lack thereof of it, you need to have everything systematically arranged in order to eliminate the low impact, the low yielding, the low damages that are being done because this, these little stones are the ones that will make you trip and you need to make the way to be efficient enough for you to run smoothly and to focus on high yields because that is what we always need. Now how do you prepare? How do you prepare your own not-to-do list? We've seen how the tasks are arranged, how you can compile them. Now how do you prepare your own not-to-do list? First, you need to take time to make the list and trust me, I, it, it requires a lot of um, introspection. It requires you to face your fears. This is not something like a to-do list where you just chime them in. And most of the times, 9 out of 10, or let me be fair enough, <laughs> I was too harsh. 7 out of 10 of the times we write something on our to-do list, we don't accomplish it. Mm -hmm. We both know it. We don't. But when you have it on the not to-do list, your brain is like, ah, I have less to work on. Now I can focus on A, B, C, D. I can break down these two or these three into small manageable tasks and I'll be able to move on. But first, you need to find out what needs to be taken out. This is like cleaning a wound and you need to know how deep you, 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 you have to go you, and how thorough it has to be. So number one, take time to make the list. It's definitely <laughs> going to take 30 to 60 minutes. Give yourself time. But it will save that those 60 minutes, those 30 hours, those 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes will save you hours and hours of productivity in your everyday life later on. If only you get to sit and find out this is a high priority task, this is a low priority task. Number two, be retrospective. As I've told you, you're going to look within yourself. But now, pause. Just like I'm doing right now and retrospecting on all the blogs I've written and sharing them out to you on this platform as a podcast, of course. Do that. Take stock. Take stock of what you've done. This is the high value task I had. This is where it went. And this is how things turned out. Analyze your tasks from the previous months and especially the recurring ones. Open your calendar, your to-do list, your time tracking software. I know we are all obsessed with either this or that. I use this 
uh, software, I use this program, I use this, I use that. Open them up, whatever you wrote there, go dig up that, that, that diary that you had. Go dig up that planner that you always have on the side of your bed and you never use. Check out what you wrote in there. It's going to make a lot of sense in terms of you getting to know what works, what needs to be applied, and what needs to go. It will be on the paper. Data, numbers, they never lie. You should do the same with the different requests you get from people on your personal and your business life. You should know, on my business, when should I operate? What hours do I need to be operating? Do I need to be taking a consultation call at 11 p.m. in the evening? Depending on how your work um, ethic is and how your work hours still. Am I comfortable picking up a project on a weekend and starting it then? Or will I be compromising or even worse, will I be sabotaging some activity that I have in chase of this client's um, demand? For me, I made it a priority and one of these things you'll get to know about me is I don't take last minute projects no matter what you're offering me i'll tell you no if a project has to go in under 24 hours we are not doing that project come what may come hell or hot water we are not another mantra i made is for a business project or any order that i'm getting processing is three working days no works on weekends I have made some compromises on that, but it has, I have paid the price and I'll, I'll let you know, yes, defying anything that you've put in the not to do list and saying, well, this particular situation is different. You'll get to pay the price. Believe me, it will hurt your productivity in how you had projected it. Your, pro your productivity will be hurt. Number three. On how to prepare your own not to do list. Dedicate a few minutes to each recurring task. If you know there's something you always do habitually. For me, it has to be social media management. Uh, the other one has to be about conducting marketing and sales, consulting my team, getting to know you know the pain points. I need to do that on a regular basis and if I do not, I get to falter, I get to fall. My productivity graph starts slumping, starts going down, nose diving, yet we need it to be going up. You see? Define how big of an impact the task um, has on your future. How much value addition are you really creating by performing the task? Then ask yourself, if you can delete, delegate or outsource a certain task in order to do something else that is more valuable, how much can I gain from that? If someone else can do this for me, why do I need to do it? That's why I always ask myself, the, I, I don't mean to do this in terms of being ableist in a way, but have you noted the productive people, the wealthy people, let me put it that way. They have working stuff. They don't need to be keeping making the bed, doing the dishes, cooking the food. <laughs> they don't even need to manage their own money. 
if there's someone else who can do it better and like it's all about leverage that's what i need you to understand here a not to do list is all about leveraging your time and your productivity having both balance your time and your productivity you need them to balance if someone else can do it better than i can and i can sustain them to keep doing that or offer that service to me hell i'm going to do it that's why in my mind i always tell myself i'll never drive a car or i wouldn't i wouldn't prefer driving myself everywhere having a chauffeur is better that is better why do i need to need to struggle to keep cooking meals every day when i can have a chef do it for me why do i need to struggle with okay now let's close that cell down to my personal life why do i need to keep doing something like learning how to be good on social media when i know there are people who can do that on my behalf and promote what i have or even work under me to, to use that skill i have that knowledge that i have and make something useful you see what i did there i identified the task it's a recurring i spent a minimum of like 3 hours on a working day this is true by the way i spent 3 hours minimum posting on social media and i mean across the channels and i still i'm not good at it the efficacy of it is like 45 50% at the end i feel unsatisfied because there are other tasks i would be doing that are high level that don't get to be done other brands other projects get to stop and that needs to be balanced that needs to be balanced so ask yourself if you can delete delegate or outsource for me i opt for the two delegating and outsourcing as hard as it might be to trust someone to do that work well for you you need to learn on how to trust people and even better train them to do it if they're not good at it all right yeah because by deleting delegating and outsourcing these certain tasks in order to do something that has more value it will improve your productivity now lastly ask yourself how you're feeling when you are performing the task this includes any negative emotions procrastinations and even feeling guilty or anger after saying yes we all have that issue with some people or some projects and we end up regretting and saying why did i have to say yes they normally have a tendency of submitting a project late at the last minute why do i always say yes or my efforts are never valued why do i always have to say yes you see now the fourth thing you need to consider when you're preparing your own not to do list is to identify the low level tasks as i've said priority goes to the high level tasks the low level tasks have three things to do one delete two delegate three outsource tasks that you can delete and distractions and time wasters that take up your space in your calendar should just go honestly be honest with yourself and what should be on your not to do list it doesn't matter if it has to be time you spend with your bestie and you don't do anything you know we all have those friends and it's not that it's bad but 
we all have that connection where we have a best friend we hang out with we don't talk but we just lay there like two rocks just there <laughs> just there and while you're doing that that time could be used to do something better i'm not saying that it's not it's bad to bond in that way but it makes you eventually overlook some certain tasks that you had that eventually are not working and this this is good when it comes to things like um remember back in when we were in school for those who no longer you know are in the education system we all high had that friend we hanged out with and sometimes our assignments we didn't do the assignment so the next day what would be happening early in the morning the next day we'd be like yo i did not do that assignment i haven't done it either neither of you have done it you had the time you could even have had a discussion on the whole thing that would have been better in terms of bonding but you maybe were watching or maybe just una pigama story to who go into you know just making stories and hanging out and just chilling vibing gossiping whatever it might be but you all know there's always a someone who got your back like you'll take your work you'll copy it you may not understand the concept that is there in that assignment that was supposed to be learned that day but you've rewarded yourself with something with more self harm more self sabotage you and your friend without knowing subconscious <laughs> so that's that's food for that and it's good for you to identify these low level tasks especially try to find out the tasks that help you procrastinate as well as the ones you have problems saying no to i know saying to a best friend like let's not do this instead let's do this can be hard it can be tough it can suck at times but we need to see how we can do it much 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 better spot out the recurring ones the recurring low level tasks and put them on your not to do list now the last thing you need to consider in this is to prepare a design on how to do this like a whole template and everything for kindly this declining task say okay when so and so and so and so lets or when so and so asks me to do this within this time frame <laughs> i got to say no and the best way i did i remember really well on this back then the best thing that i did on this was my parents i worked this thing out on my parents they were my fastest subjects and i made it a mantra up to today any family event or any thing that involves my participation my exclusive participation like me be delegated to do something i have to be notified 48 hours prior 48 those are two whole days don't tell me yo you need to go and do something tomorrow i have plans and <laughs> i got to implement them they 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 matter more to me i understand the whole perception of how you want this to be achieved at that time maybe you had not foreseen it some be considerate it's not just everything that you need to stonewall you know but it's not everything that is thrown at you that you need to take i need you to understand that so have a way to respond if so and so tells me this this is how i'm going to respond that's what i mean by templates if i'm told this this is how i'm going to respond to that 
right in a way that is not mean rude um or even hurtful or even um in the business sense unprofessional let them know you have a policy let them know you have this and this put in place for that particular time as at that particular time this will be happening so no i won't be able or unfortunately i won't make it to have that done on that time probably check it out between this and this particular time frame you see what you've done there you've switched the lanes that's what you've done you've helped yourself and you've helped the task that you're about to do and you're going to do it in a better way all right and doing this lifts a lot of weight off your shoulders it makes you sound focused and really you are or rather you're trying to <laughs> and really professional have it on your clipboard as a mental note and use those very very same words over and over if that is what works for you just remember don't sound mean or rude burning bridges is the last thing you want to do that's the last thing you want to do. and by the way you should do so um you should do so regularly and review how you're going to just like reply to all these things and everything review your not to do list at least every quarter of um of the year like every three months review it of course there's some i there's some tasks or even um particular items on that list that will move out of the not to do list and new ones will come whatever you are considering to be high level then maybe in the next three months it will be a low level one it will be in the not to do to do list all right you might delegate it to someone you might uh <laughs> delete it maybe the project is over and it's always it's flexible a not to, to do list is in its actual sense flexible it's not meant to be rigid it's really really flexible instead of only asking yourself which tasks you'll perform on a certain day make a list of tasks you certainly won't do that day i won't do this i won't do this i won't do this it will take off the pressure on your shoulders of how much you have to do and instead you'll be like i want to do this i want to do this so let me just uh let me let me read you what i have is at now my not to do list <laughs> and keep in check 10 to 20 items is a good place to work on 10 to 20 items it won't be too cluttered and it'll be easy to just pay attention to it so number one is according to me trying not to do everything yeah i get obsessed with that to do everything i'm still struggling with that for those who know me really well i know right now you're laughing you're just laughing because you know i am a one-man army you know i have more hands than the indian gods yeah <laughs> that's a fact i'm really struggling with that and that's why it's there number two trying to please everyone that is automatic for those who know me again you know that that is really working it's helping tick all right number three no dealing with spending time with zombies or emotional vampires this especially involves on social media checking the the comments that are written on what you're doing and especially the non-productive ones don't focus on that don't focus on that when some you know everyone will always have something to say look at the case of um lizzo and everything i don't want to get into that but for those who know the story they know the story and there's this um 
video she posted, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, she was making soup, she's in Japan. I mean, it's everything. Everyone just expected her to get back to TikTok and start mouthing about the case. And if you do remember, um, about last month or late last month, that's when the lawyers um, issued a statement in response to the allegations that were made on her. But she hasn't made that to be her problem. For her, it might be a low level task or even better she delegated it to someone who is really good at it you know to sort of that issue because more so remember they still remain to be allegations all right despite the receipts that might be there of it but her atmosphere and what she was projecting when i checked that video because when i saw the video and i saw oh it's lisa because i follow her i was like i ran to the comments and right on the top there was someone who had commented, the very first person who had commented, but like, I'm here for the comments. Like, people are trying to ask and trying to tell her to clarify everything, but she made it subconsciously into her not to do list. Like, I'm not going to consider this to be a high level thing. It's obviously going to tarnish my image because if you remember, um, when it broke out, even Beyonce, when she was singing, um, Break My Soul, the Queen's tribute, uh, she there's, uh, there's, there's a place she was at and she failed to say uh, Lizzo's name when she was saying the other artist, the other female artist. But I noticed when she was in Atlanta, the name was back on. She mentioned Lizzo and she said, we love you Lizzo, you know? <laughs> so that is a good example I can give. Even though it might not be relatable to everyone, we don't have um, an image um, damaging um, lawsuit hanging on our necks every time, but it does help. So. The fourth thing is not relying on every, not replying rather, on every call, text or email because not all are always relevant and this is true. I might not be ignoring you but the conversation or whatever we might be having might not be relevant as at that time. The fifth one I have failed mercilessly and God knows this. I'm not going to bed late after I go home after midnight <laughs> or at midnight most of the times and it's not because I was just lazing or I didn't have something to do it's because of the projects that I'm doing they carry on to those late night hours you know burning the midnight oil and that sort of a thing so that still stays there I don't have to argue with it I'm at peace with it being there even though I know I'm violating it because of a valid reason. The sixth one is trying to get things perfect the first time round. And I have learned this in my business. I have learned this in my relationship. I have learned this in my personal life. As a OCD, self-diagnosed OCD person, and a perfectionist at that. I have come to terms with the fact that I don't need to get things right the first time around. And that still stays there. I'm proud of it being there because it's doing so well when it's there. The fourth one is not crossing my margin or not overloading. Oh, I have failed at that. I'll tell you, it's, in, it's working progress. The eighth one is not checking my phone messages first and the last thing every day. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> it's, that's I have failed every day. If I was to get like money for doing or violating that, I, I'm rich right now. I'm richer than Elon Musk. 
I am richer than Elon Musk for that. But there's a way productivity has to work and everything. But it depends. Where am I giving an excuse? If if you said something and you need to achieve it, walk your talk. That's what I believe in. I've I've been saying I'm a man of my words and trying to implement that. And I believe this is one of those parts where it plays greatly about it. The eighth one is not being hung up over details. I'm a detail-oriented person. But I always give myself permission to make mistakes, which I can correct later on. Number 10. No minutes without a clear agenda or deadline. You know that kind of hanging out with someone or someone calls you and they were like, I just wanted to call. Why? Uh, I just felt like it. Ukona story. There are a million things I'd rather be doing right now. But if we don't have an agenda when you're texting me or when you're calling me, no. It's scissors. I have a very sharp scissors. So yeah, that happens. That happens. That happens. The 11th one is no small talk. I personally do hate small talk. Don't call me to ask me how the weather is over here. Don't call me to ask me have I... Uh, let me not say that one. But... Small talk is off. Yeah, um, the other one is um, on social media. Uh, you know that binging thing? Yeah, um... It's working progress. We are still trying. We are trying. We are really trying. With the uprise of memes and everything and videos and reels. We are trying. <laughs> we are really trying. Um, the second last one is no gossiping. That's the other thing that I, ha- I have on my notes to do list. I, d- I, don't, I don't like it. Why would I be... Why would you be comfortable with me talking about someone we both know? Or even someone you know and telling me intimate things about them that uh, they wouldn't feel comfortable sharing if they were in our presence. And more so when you're talking about them in bad light. No. Because it means when I'm not in the room, you do the same on me. That's, that's bas- If we are comfortable talking about someone else who you claim to be your so-called friend in quotes, <laughs> that means when I'm not in the room, <laughs> I'm on the subject. Like, it's me. So, no. The last one is no heavy food um, after 10 p.m. I think I failed on this, but I'm really trying. My waist can tell I'm really trying on that. And God knows I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. And the last one has been, is the bane of my existence. It's taking breaks. I don't take breaks. As someone who really prioritizes on productivity, and I want you to hear this from the horse's mouth if you're still with me as of now. We are almost done. We are almost there. Don't worry. I needed this episode to be chill. They're going to be long and relaxed. So find the time. Find the time. So, I have not been taking breaks as often as I should. And I did realize this um, at a, a while back. And there's a time uh, I had issues with my health. My immunity went down because one, I wasn't hydrating. Two, I wasn't healthy. I wasn't eating. I would stay seated for like 10 hours when i get up i'm lightheaded i'm hypoglycemic 
my blood pressure can get high because of anxiety um, attacks or even panic attacks related to what I'm doing. That that fear of letting go, you know, it, it got to affect me. And the last, that was the last one, but I'm still trying to work on it. I used to be proud saying I'm an aspiring workaholic. I used to admire Beyonce when she says that. She's a workaholic, just like her mom, the way she was. And I was like, yeah, that's my girl. I want to be like her. And now that I'm in the, those boots, let me tell you, <laughs> it needs to have a formula. Being a workaholic has a formula. You just, you just don't go all in. You run out of gas in the middle of the field and you don't have any gas station nearby. And that road is not frequently used by everyone because you've taken the less frequented path. I don't remember the point that says that. But you'll feel stranded and you'll hate yourself for it. And your body will take, it, it, it will take the heat. And remember, you don't have any spare parts for your body. You don't. So help yourself. Give yourself some break. Be kind to yourself drink water talk to someone after every like two hours smile go touch the grass outside look at the sky listen to the birds sing it's going to be a beautiful life it's not the end of the world your life depends on it but not that much honey all right hey i'm here for a long time not a good time um in a short while i'm here for a long happy one and happiness in moderation because I don't want to be diabetic along the way because I've had too much sweetness in my life, you know. So that has to be a factor I need really to take in and consider. Yeah. <laughs> so that concludes our not to-do list. And this is because prepare yourself to stay faithful. That's all I can say, parting shot. Prepare yourself to stay faithful on your not to-do list. Is because the main idea for you is to be consistent. Stop giving energy to things you don't want in your life. Don't feed a fire that is not warming you. Alright? Don't light a flame when you want darkness. Don't. Don't touch a wound that you want to heal. Don't do that. All right. A bonus tip on um, how to create a done list is for those who are fancy like me who like using um, softwares and by softwares I mean um, the basic word, <laughs> you know, um, Excel. Schedule everything there. Just schedule it there. Your workouts, whatever, there. Your meal preparations and whatever, there. Your work routine, work projects, there. Make it feel official, you know. Create a done list. Now we have had a not to do list, a to do list. Have a done list. What you're proud to have done that time. Creating a done list not only gives you the same sense of achievement when you're able to look back on everything you did that day, but if you take a look at the list, you'll realize that you didn't really accomplish anything. You didn't. It will also give you a great wake-up call that you need to refocus and rethink on what you're spending your day doing. So keep in mind that when you're trying, it takes time to adjust. So if things don't seem to be working out after one day, don't give up.
that's me. That's it for today. And um, thank you for saying and hanging on <laughs> to this time. <sighs> I feel rusty. God knows my game could be better. I know the bar is low and I could do much, much better. But hanging there, we are going to get back in time. So this was a bit wonky and I had to do <laughs> I had to do it. I won't lie to you guys. So that is me. That is all from me today. And thank you for being here. That's what I can say. Thank you for being here. So until next time, coffee and chill. And there you have it guys, another chapter of inspiration and growth within the Diomi journey. As we wrap up today's episode, remember that your potential knows no bounds. Every step you take, every moment of reflection leads you closer to the empowerment vision of yourself. But the journey doesn't end there. We invite you to explore our exclusive Inspire collection, a range dedicated to igniting new strength, purpose, inspiration, and resilience every day. Our branded water bottles available in 500ml, 600ml, and 750ml sizes serve as daily reminders of your commitment to growth. And guess what? Shipping is available nationwide. So no matter where you are on your journey, we are with you every step of the way. Stay connected by following us on our social media accounts across all platforms. Find us at DME for daily doses of inspiration, insightful discussions, and a community that's dedicated to uplifting one another. Remember, you are capable of igniting positive change within yourself and the world around you. Until we meet again on our next episode, I'm Watani Griffith, urging you to keep embracing your journey, finding strength in every moment, and above all, loving yourself every step of the way. This is Dear Me, and we are signing out. Keep shining bright.